I hope you're a bit warmer than I am. I, uh, I was quite tempted to leave the big, the big coat on the here and, uh, and preach to you. It's not, a, it's not a warm start, but Happy New Year and, uh, and welcome to 2023. Uh, as Dara said, you know, maybe, maybe you've made uh, a resolution. Maybe you've, uh, maybe you've um, set something aside that you want to do, you want to change, you want to achieve during during this year. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to depress anybody who's made a, made a New Year's resolution, but there's been several studies about how long New Year's resolutions last for, and uh, one that I found said 32 days is how long the average New Year's resolution lasts for. So I'm, if you have set a New Year's resolution, I'm hoping you get beyond the 1st of February and, uh, and break that average. At the church that I grew up going to, um, a bit like Dara was saying, you know, we, we kind of had a set of verses, uh, just a, maybe one or two verses each year that we would kind of try and remember, try and reflect on during the year. We, we had them printed out, which I don't, don't have for you today, but maybe you, can, uh, maybe you can mark off this one as we come into 2023 and, and have, a, have Proverbs 3 five and six as something to, uh, to reflect on, maybe to, to resolve um, that you're going you're gonna to think about and act on during the year. These two short verses that encourage us to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. So as we come to think about those verses, let's just spend uh, a moment in prayer and then we can uh, dive into them and try and understand with God's help. Father, we just thank you again for this time. We thank you again that we have, right at the start of this year, this time to reflect on your word. This time to reflect on what you're saying to us through it. Lord, we thank you um, we thank you that the Bible offers us these challenges um, as this verse is challenging us this morning. And Lord, I pray that you just, just help me to uh, explain it over the next uh, few minutes. And I pray that you'd you challenge me and you challenge each of us here this morning to find ways in which it's applicable to our lives. Find ways that we can uh, step out of here and be resolved to follow in the paths that you have for us more closely. And that you would empower us with your spirit to do that, Lord. Amen. Trust in the Lord. So who is it that the writer of the Proverbs is telling us, asking us to place our trust in? Trust in the Lord. So you'll see there... Uh, hopefully in uh, the translation that you have, if you've got a Bible open, um, that it says L-O-R-D in capital letters, Lord. And that means um, that, that it's a place where the English translators of the Bible have chosen to, to put the name of God, Yahweh, Jehovah, in this kind of capitals here. So it's being very specific about who it is that we're to place our trust in. God, he 
who is. God, I am who I will always be. The eternal God, that if you've been with us as we've been looking at Genesis, whose story begins even before time, out of time, as we look at Genesis chapters 1 and 2, God is there before creation and initiates creation. And if you read the Bible, it's the God who is there in charge at the end of all time as well. In Revelation chapter 22. God whose story we see revealed to us in the whole of the Bible. And as we think about the end of our Christmas time, the end of the 12 days of Christmas, as Justin reminded us, or or going through that. God who Jesus, that baby in the manger, is equated with as well. If we read in John chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, where it says, in the beginning uh, was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then goes on, later on in that chapter, to tell us that that is Jesus, the Word, the Christmas baby. We're to place our trust in the God of the Bible, to place our trust in Jesus and the things that he has done for us. Trust in the Lord. Instead of doing what? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not do not lean on your own understanding. So what does that mean? What does it mean to trust in the Lord and not lean on our own understanding? I can, I can get this table if I had both hands free, but without the microphone, I could put both hands on it, and I can lean on it. I can place some trust in this table. I can actually push really quite hard on this table. It's not going anywhere. But am I really placing my trust in this table? I'm not putting all my weight on it. I'm not pushing as hard as I could do. And actually, if the table collapses... I might get a bit hurt, but it's, it's not going to do too much damage to me. That's, that's a bit of trust, a bit of leaning. Now imagine you're, somebody's bought you a skydiving experience for Christmas. And you've gone to the airfield, you've got in the, got in the plane, you've gone up, You've got the parachute on and you're standing ready to get out of the plane. You go out of the plane. Now, what are you trusting in? You're trusting in that cord. You're trusting in the parachute on your back. That's not like me leaning on this table. You've placed all your trust in that parachute. Because if that parachute doesn't open, You've lost. You're dead. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Rely on the Lord in the same way that you'd rely on that parachute as you're jumping out of the plane. Don't lean on yourself, on your own understanding. It's what the writer of the Proverbs here is saying. 
So why does he need to say that to us? We might think, well, if we acknowledge, if we, if we believe in the Lord, if we understand that the Lord exists, isn't that the same as trusting in him? Well, Tim, Timothy Keller, who some of you might have heard of, who's a, a famous preacher and writer, as he was writing about these two verses in Proverbs, he said we can believe in the Lord. We can believe that God exists. But that's not the same as knowing him. That's not the same as placing our trust in him. Acknowledging that God exists is only one step. It's not the same as putting our trust in him, as putting our trust in Jesus. We can believe, but it's not the same as knowing and trusting. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord. Rely on him for our security. We're to rely on him for our support. And trusting here, the force of this verse is that we're helpless. We need that total reliance on him. Just as stepping out of that aeroplane, we'd need our total reliance on that parachute. And so our confidence is to be in the Lord and not in our own understanding, not in ourselves. We know our own understanding is weak, don't we? We know that it's, it just it takes us down the wrong path sometimes, doesn't it? We know that we lie, we steal, we cheat. Things happen. We're not perfect. We've seen that so many times as we've looked through the story of Genesis over the last few months. We see ourselves reflected in those characters from that story. Our understanding, our knowledge is so much smaller than that of the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In fact, reading this, our, our knowledge, our natural understanding, for want of a better word, is cast almost in a sinful light, isn't it? It's almost cast as against the Lord. The Lord where we find an absolute truth, where we find reliance, where we find security and support. And that goes so much against today's culture, doesn't it? It's so much against what we see happening in the world around us, what we see on the news, where we, talk, where we see talk of fake news, we see talk of information wars, we see talk of scepticism and people not believing in truth. Yet here, instead of relying on our own understanding, instead of relying on all of those things that lead us to find paths that are, are dead ends. The writer of the Proverbs says, trust in the Lord 
with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Our own understanding cast against the understanding that comes through faith, through trust in the Lord. The book of Proverbs is about living wisely. It's about living a wise life. And early on in chapter 1, it kind of says, you know, to, to be wise is to fear the Lord, is to, is to follow the Lord, is to respect him, is to trust him, is to follow him. The psalmist in Psalm 90, as Darrow was reading it, prayed for a heart of wisdom. A heart that trusts in the Lord and doesn't rely on its own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. With all your heart, in all your ways. The writer here is saying this needs to be something that's total. It needs to be something that's, that's full in your life. Trust in the Lord in all your, with all your heart, in all your ways. Acknowledge him. Jesus calls us in uh, Matthew chapter 22 and verse 37 to love the Lord your God with all your heart. Reflecting exactly what the, the writer here is telling us to do. When things are easy, when life is easy, it's easy to forget about God, isn't it? It's easy to just say, well, things are going fine. When, it's, when life is hard, it's easy for us to fall back on ourselves as well. When life is easy, when life is hard, the writer here says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And again, the idea here is of dependency, depending on the Lord. If you go to open the door that's there by Mark, the only way that that door is going to open and shut again, as it's supposed to, is because of the hinges that are there and the, the kind of shutters that are there, holding the hinge that holds it together at the top as well. The door depends on its hinges to hang and to function, open and close. That's the idea here. That with all our heart, in all our ways, we're to depend to hang on the Lord. To galvanise our hearts, our feelings, to inspire our thoughts and to stimulate our desires as we trust in the Lord with all our hearts. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths.
Maybe you've been out walking in uh, Kappa Park or uh, maybe like down at Dangan around the university and you've walked along a path and then the path is maybe wiggling around a bit and there's a little kind of a little track, a little foot, footway where people have gone to make the path straight, to cut out the corner. Geographers call those desire lines. And we kind of, we make them as humans because we're, we're a bit lazy and we like the shortest route, the straightest route. We cut off the, the corners. That's not the kind of making our paths straight here that the writer is talking about. It's not, a, it's not a laziness, it's not a cutting corners. In Proverbs, the idea of making your path straight, or your path, a straight path, is about the moral quality of your life, how good you live your life. We could, we could talk about that, we could talk about being good and, and, and living, but that would, that would kind of miss out a lot of what Jesus talks about in the New Testament, wouldn't it? Instead, for us, it's about the course of our life, progressing towards a goal. What is the goal of the Christian's life? What do we press on towards? What should be our desire line, the desire line of our hearts as our as our lives turn into this straightened path. Well, the way, the way that is set before us, Jesus says, I am the way, is to follow Jesus, to follow in his ways, to, to imitate him, become more like him as we grow as Christians. I am the way, Jesus says. And then in Philippians, we read about pressing on towards the goal. The idea of kind of running the race towards a finish line. And the goal is the upward call of God. To follow the call that we've heard in our lives from God. That's where the desire lines of our heart should be. And as we trust in the Lord with all our hearts as we acknowledge him in all our ways we press on towards that goal we follow Jesus the way and we push on towards that upward call of God that is written about in Philippians that's what it means to have a heart of wisdom is to let our hearts Seek that goal. Hear that call. Follow in the way of Jesus. That's the desire line that our heart should be following. That's not easy. That's not cutting corners. In fact, it's the total opposite of that. It's hard. And it will be difficult. We know that. But in Proverbs, the wise and the wise heart, the heart of wisdom, those who live wise lives, are governed by the Lord's declarations, trusting in the Lord with all their hearts and acknowledging him 
in all of their ways. Not relying on our own finite, often mistaken understanding, our own knowledge. But instead relying on the Lord. So how do we, how do, we do that? At the start of a new year, how do we trust in the Lord more? How do we follow in his ways more closely? Well, one, one way is to, is to read the Bible, isn't it? Is to, is to study the Bible. And it's, it's all too easy for somebody to stand up here and say, yep, read your Bible more um, without giving some advice. And this is something that I find hard. Um, so I'm just going to share a couple of things um, that help me. So first of all, I find having some good resources is, is helpful. So... Um, Ten of those publishing in the UK, they have some really helpful uh, devotional books and um, also Keswick Ministries have some really helpful ones as well. So there's a couple there that you can have a look at afterwards if you want to. But we're a community as well, aren't we? We're, We're more than just individuals. Finding time to study together is also important. To study the word together is also important. Are there people who you can get together with to open the Bible together, to study together, to understand how you can better trust in the Lord, how you can follow in his ways more closely? Somebody said to me as well a couple of weeks ago, I just suddenly realised that audio is okay. Listening is okay. If you find it hard to read, maybe find an audio Bible, an audio version of the Bible, an audio book version, so you can listen. Or we've got literally years of sermons on the church website that you can go back and listen to. And There's plenty of other good resources. I'm sure uh, Darrow would help share a few afterwards, and, and I can as well. So listening to God's word is also a good way. Reading, listening. Praying, again, alone. And again, it's something I find find hard to do. But again, we're a community. Find people who you can pray with together. I've been greatly encouraged by times over the last year where I've prayed with Jason and Porig and Will do you have people who you can pray with as well to help you understand how you can trust in the Lord more so that you can see how to follow him in all your ways more acknowledge him in all your ways more and as we we grow together as we read together as we study together, as we pray together, that's a sign of our love for each other and for God. And we looked two weeks ago at what it means to love. And we read of the command to love each other as Jesus loves us. And that that is a sign that we are his disciples. And we saw that that is a sign to the outside world as well. 
as we share our love for each other, show our love for each other, encouraging each other to trust in the Lord with all your heart and acknowledge him in all your ways. So this morning at the start of a new year, what path are you on? Are you following? Are you trusting in the Lord at all? Do you acknowledge him in any of your ways? If this is the first time you've heard about God or Jesus, or you have heard many times, but you haven't put your trust in the Lord, then come and talk to us afterwards. Talk to us about what that means and why it's important. If you are trusting in the Lord, if you do acknowledge him, how do you stay on course? How are you going to stay on course today, tomorrow, in the rest of this year and the years ahead? How can we encourage each other more to do that? I'm hoping we've given some ideas, maybe talk about it more afterwards over coffee as well. But I just encourage you to think this morning, how do you trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding? In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you again for this opportunity just to spend some time thinking about your word. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that you've given us the opportunity to trust in you. You've given us the opportunity to acknowledge you. And Father, we thank you for, for your deep love that sent Jesus into the world to highlight our need for him, our need for you, to place our trust in you. And Lord, I pray that as we, as we come to finish our service this morning, um, that you would just help us to see ways in which we can trust in you more, ways in which we can understand your ways more. That you would show us where, you're not, where, where, where we're not acknowledging you in our, in our lives, in our hearts, Lord. And that you would help us to follow the paths, the ways that you have for us more closely, more nearly, and love you more dearly in the days, weeks, months, and year ahead. 